Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. In the 1920s, stock market mania was in full bloom. The American people bought stocks in unprecedented fashion. Stocks on the installment plan, via investment clubs. Stocks bought with capital rather than income. Stocks on margin. It was a huge new fad. Nothing like participation in the stock market the nation had experienced in the 1920s can be found at any previous era in history. The stock market was so hot that companies were issued public share offerings at an unprecedented rate. In fact, you didn't even need to have an operating business to issue a public share offering in those days. The share offerings would sell out regardless, making instant millionaires out of the company founders. Here are a few quotes from the day. We will not have any more crashes in our time. This was said by John Maynard Keynes in 1927, two years before the stock market crash which led to the Great Depression. Stock prices have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau. I do not feel there will soon or ever be a 50 or 60 point break from present levels, such as have been predicted. I expect to see the stock market a good deal higher within a few months. This was said on October 17, 1929, a few weeks before the Great Crash, by Dr. Irving Fisher, professor of economics at Yale University, and Dr. Fisher was one of the leading U.S. economists at the time. This one was said by E.H. Simmons, president of the New York Stock Exchange on January 12, 1928. I cannot help but raise a dissenting voice to statements that we're living in a fool's paradise, and that the prosperity in this country must necessarily diminish and recede in the near future. And this one from Myron Forbes, president of Pierce Aero Motor Car Company, there will be no interruption of our permanent prosperity. So fast forward to our modern era with our advanced digital society. In 2020, the special purpose acquisition company became a really popular vehicle. Now these SPACs have been around for decades, but they haven't been all that popular. The blank check companies were created for the sole purpose of acquiring a private company and enabling it to go public using the funds raised during the IPO of the SPAC. Now forgive me if I'm the only one who thought this was eerily reminiscent of the 1920 stock market mania. Now we've reported on SPACs on the show before, and it's not all roses. A lot of them have done very well, but this month, roughly 70 of these special purpose acquisition companies have liquidated and returned money to investors since the start of December. That's an average of 4.1 liquidations per day in this month alone. Now virtually all of these have lost money. The IPO process is long and costly. It's not the ticket to wealth. It could be a step along the way, but the ticket to wealth starts with the underlying profitable business. The IPO is the crowning achievement of an otherwise successful startup business. I was involved in the IPO of Tundra Semiconductor in the late 1990s. We were a successful private chip design company and we had customers all over the world. Our CEO had been the CEO of Commodore Computer and several other computer companies. We were taught that to have a successful IPO, you need to run your private company following the same rules as a public company, and that way the transition to public company is seamless. The IPO merely marks the transition from private market investment to the world of the public market where the number of potential buyers for your stock is vastly larger than in the private world. And when a SPAC makes an acquisition, the investors are being exposed to a material change. Under SEC regulations, The sponsor should issue a material change letter and give the investors the right of rescission, that is, the right to get their original investment back. Now, as long as you don't have too many investors objecting, the share purchase can go ahead. 
But let's put this in perspective. These investors wired funds out of their bank account into a newly created entity that was created for the sole purpose of buying a business, any business that meets the criteria in the prospectus, that hopefully someday would be a good deal. Now sure, you can object when the time comes, but if a good acquisition doesn't materialize, then the company spend investor funds on an IPO for a company that does not now and will never exist. SPACs generally have two years to find a target, and if they don't, then the money raised has to be returned to investors. Now, am I alone in thinking this is not a great idea? This is literally putting the cart before the horse, building the attic before the foundation. Choose your favorite metaphor. SPACs made up a large percentage of U.S. IPOs, totaling 53% in 2020, 61% of all IPOs in 2021, and 54% this year. In 2020, SPACs netted a record-breaking IPO proceeds of $83.4 billion, and approximately 115 SPACs completed or announced mergers. Many of them did well, but in the current environment, there's very little prospect for new acquisitions in the near term, and this year has been ugly overall for investors in the stock market. SPAC creators have lost more than $600 million on liquidations this month and more than $1.1 billion this year. And that's according to data from SPAC Research. That's an average loss of $9 million for each SPAC. Most of the money would be spent on legal fees put towards the setting up of the entities and the offerings and carrying the costs of those newly formed entities and management fees. As a percentage of the total raise, the losses are pretty modest, but we have to remember there's still nearly 400 SPACs together holding about $100 billion that have yet to find deals. I'm still struck by the notion that on average, each of these 400 blank check companies have raised about $250 million into a fund for future acquisitions. Now, I suspect that a lot of that stranded capital will eventually get returned to investors, and it's going to look to be redeployed into other assets once it's returned. I'm truly hoping this is not a repeat of the 1920s. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.